0: What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and the buzziest topics with a touch of what Terence? Uh, good old humour man, good old humour. Good old humour, yeah. you got almost synonyms for humour. H, uh, H is
1: one of those, a uh, one of those harder ones uh, harder to make. I mean, uh, just Google thesaurus lah. Yeah, like, but, but I don't, I don't want to drag it out. Like, the, our intro
0: is very, very long, really. As it is, really. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, we just, people probably listening, they're like, yo, I just come here for the news. Yeah. Can you all shut the fuck up or what you all think about the weather and shit exactly. like that? Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. But I know, I know it's something that we need to get out of, get, get
1: done as well, like, you know? Uh, yeah, the uh, the intro. Like, like our it, intro is like, like, you realize, look, you listen to our intro, is basically. Like 99% is you and then 1% is me.
0: <laughs> Don't give me the shit. It's uh. just my way of trying.
1: Let's just move on, uh, Haresh. Enough about your sing, your, legs, your own jingle in your head that sounds so good.
0: Because, you know, I would just ask a question and you're like, ah, oh, shit, now he's asking me about something totally unrelated to the news. I just have to answer to move on. Uh. So that's your correct. that's your frame of mind. Uh. Correct,
1: correct, correct. Yeah, A lot of times I but put it on you on the spot like that. Uh, if, if
0: no, but know. can you imagine if yeah. we just go straight into the news? No, uh, we need to warm people up. You know, sometimes maybe they start the podcast, they haven't gotten onto the Bath yet, or Dude, just soaping like, up the dishes.
1: That's, that's, you're thinking so mainstream media <laughs> <laughs> news of the day. And I can't
0: think. That's like old. That's so old, man. That's so old. Hey, nonsense. La. Like, okay, you watch a talk show before they bring on the guests. There's a bit of a monologue, la, right? They tell some jokes, you know? You don't want to just come in like uh, and, and then just immediately have the Or right? There must be a slow build-up, yeah, you know? Correct la, correct must la. must tent- tit- titillate and scintillate. Yeah, la. like <laughs> David Letterman, Jay Leno. Exactly. All, all
1: these like old fogies, 70, <laughs> 80 years old. Hey,
0: huh? what about Jimmy know, Fallon, huh? Jimmy Fallon so like, is a millennial yeah, in fact, millennial.
1: Yeah, yeah they, they keep it so short these days. These, these, no. These no
0: catalogs,
1: yeah, yeah. No. Or they have some they play some games, and all that like you know, start with some No no nonsense
0: like you haven't watched for a long time, like you haven't watched for a long time. Exactly. Nobody watches those shows anymore. Mm. No, it's just you. Okay, like okay, I mean, yeah. yeah see, you now you are just prolonging it. I want to move on. Okay, yeah, yeah, can yeah, we move the, on, Terrence? Yeah, let's move on, move on. Yep. Yeah, move on. Okay, but first, but first, but first, we got to do our plug. Would mm. you like to do the honours? Yeah,
1: actually, uh, rather than anything, uh, I think it's important to push people to our social media, you know, mm. in, light, in light of uh, that being the future of technology and, and, and how we communicate. Uh, because, yeah, as, as, uh, as you know, we have an intern who is also helping us with our social media now. And, uh, mm. yeah, I think we've been told that basically we haven't been doing that good a job of, like, keeping... Yala, but you know, on uh, active on social media, now, right? Mm, mm, mm. So, what, what, what has changed
0: since then? We have a plan. So, uh, our intern, Mister Daras, he's he's she's churning out the content. We are going to be sharing more excerpts uh, from our video interviews, and also, and also, we just recently started a shoot for our sci-fi comedy Tamil TV series. Uh, tomorrow mm. is day two, and mm. he's going to be there, just sharing excerpts on what's going down. So that'll be also shared on, on the Butt Instagram. Um and yeah, just uh also potentially some giveaways coming up soon. Mm. You know, some mm. some giveaways. So yeah. so just follow on man. Follow on. Yeah, yeah. Some giveaways of, of Yellow Button merch. Right? Yeah, yellow button merch. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. It's awesome. But um, without further ado. Yeah, it's a busy news day man. Busy news day. Busy news day. Yes. Um, I must say that when this article came out or the news came out we already knew that okay lah the next podcast we're going to talk about this yeah but I'm glad we waited I'm glad we waited now, now that there's mm. a clarification yeah yeah exactly mm. and the news is uh, of the stepping down of uh, ex-MP Raisha Khan from Sengkang GRC uh, of Workers Party and Pritam Singh the leader of opposition the subsequent press conference he held uh, to address the issues la.
1: Yeah, and to clarify, the stepping down was two days ago on Tuesday. Two days ago, yes. Tuesday uh, afternoon, is, yeah. Late yeah, afternoon. Yeah,
0: today is 2nd December. Uh, that happened on Tuesday, 30th November. Mm, mm-hmm. And today, yeah, so
1: f- 2nd December, was the Workers' Party press conference uh, talking about yes, it. Yes, correct. Right, right.
0: Correct. Yeah. And but, um, I mean,
1: yeah. Actually, just going back to the, what happened on Tuesday, right? Because mm. it happened after our podcast. So, uh, you know, people were just like shooting the news around. Uh, it was popping mm. up a lot of different groups, WhatsApp groups and all that. But what was your immediate yeah.
0: reaction when you first heard of it? Um, I figured, okay, like uh, if this didn't happen, then I would have been surprised. And to me, this was mm. an inevitable thing that had to happen. Yeah,
1: yeah. Same here, same here. Like to me that, like to quote, uh, to quote the, the, very, know, no, no, the, very, the mm. very respected... Uh, commentator Amos E finally Mm. you know uh, finally finally Rasha Khan has stepped down from from finally uh, but
0: I mean even amongst our friends and and listeners and all some people saw it as a plot twist which which is what I found surprising because I guess maybe that, that, that therein lies the, the perception uh, that quite a few people uh, did think, okay, resignation is the way to go or either WP asking her to be to step down or firing her. But quite a few people, just based on comments I've read online and in the interwebs, mm. some people do feel that she should not have resigned, like, including the MP, Cadre, Daniel Goh. Mm, who said mm. back in November that he doesn't feel Raisha Khan should resign uh, and that she should go all out but just not post as much on social media and really focus on the community and not herself. La. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. But uh, yeah. that, that was yeah that was when he first heard of it in like, early November. La. Yeah, November 3rd. Yeah. So the interesting thing was that yeah, there was this press conference uh, held today, earlier today. Mm, mm. The Workers' Party, <laughs> Pritam Singh himself was... Answering questions from the reporters la and yeah, uh, with I'm, some I'm yeah. I'm pretty glad when I actually read the some of the articles written about it that the reporters didn't shy away from asking uh you know probing questions lah, about yeah, why yeah. the workers' party took so long, why uh you know why they didn't step in earlier. Because I mean it was revealed that there was a there was a very long actually Workers' Party knew about Raisha Khan's lie much earlier than we thought, right?
0: Yeah, actually careful, uh, careful. Uh. It's oh, an untruth. Untruth. <laughs> untruth. Yeah, can I just say that's one thing that is fucking annoying me? Like. what, what, what like, is it? I mean I guess the yeah, the workers' party like lie is such a negative word. Mm. But the constant use of untruth, I'm like, yo, it's a lie. Is untruth even a word? I know you can be untruthful, mm. but does that mean make you uh, un, uh does it make it an untruth? Like uh, if you say yeah. something that's fruitful, it doesn't make it a fruit, right? Uh yeah, I mean
1: they are, I think, because lie reads a lot into the intention of the person when you say someone lies. Whereas, like, if someone quotes something and you know, uh, you know, maybe exaggerates a bit or something like that, you can't say outright that it's a lie, it's an exaggeration or whatnot. It's, but mm. but you know, uh, I guess uh, the euphemism is untruth. La. And and just to answer your question, when you do Google it, it is a uh, th- there is it a is definition. A word, uh. it yeah, is a word. from the Oxford Dictionary. So yeah, uh, yeah
0: yeah, that so that. so, I guess what you're saying is that lie just by by common perception it assigns intent to an action which is mm. to tell something that is false. Yeah. Whereas untruth is a little more neutral yeah. It is a okay. It's incorrect info. Yeah. But that's where I feel like it's kind of softening the the actual truth lies It's an untruth about an untruth. Correct. Because yeah, correct. maybe maybe if uh, as as you know my obsession with timelines just to mm. give an people an idea of of. The, the, to re- retrace what happened right just a very mm, quick mm, one mm. so august 3rd was the first time uh, raisha khan uh, spoke to the house and uh, repeated the story about the 25 year old victim and where where and she said that she had accompanied the victim mm. so apparently a, about a week after that uh, uh, pritam singh asked her to contact the vi- victim uh, and then she she initially stuck to the untruth mm. but then Uh, she revealed to Pritam that she had uh, herself been a victim of sexual assault and even her parents, her family didn't know about it. Mm. And his response was that, okay, go sort out your personal stuff before you uh, address the untruthful conduct in parliament. So by the end of that meeting with Raisa Khan, he already knew about the untruth. So then in September, the next parliamentary session, um, the WP apparently let her know that any parliamentary clarification should happen at that point but she came down with shingles and she didn't attend parliament mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. then october 4th that's when she was pressed by uh, shamugam and then she doubled down like, saying that she, it did happen but she doesn't want to give the details uh, because of confidentiality and then november 1st that's when she revealed that she had lied mm-hmm. um november 2nd the wp announced that it had formed a disciplinary panel uh, comprising Pritham, uh, sylvia lim and faisal manap then November thirtieth, a few hours before the panel was supposed to convene and decide the outcome, she sends a resignation letter to Pritham, and then they they announced it um officially on social media. So mm. going back to what you said, yeah, they they were aware of the untruth, mm. like a month, almost like a, like a week after the initial untruth was utter, uttered.
1: Yeah, yeah. So right, I think for for. For simplicity's sake, it, you can essentially boil it down to there were four parliamentary sessions, right? We just right. go session one, session two, session three, session four. Session mm-hmm. one, she she uh, she uh was questioned about the thing she lied. Uh, no, session one, she said uh, the lie. Right, she said the lie, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, then session two, she had shingles, so she skipped that. But between session mm-hmm. one and two, Workers' Party already knew that it was a lie, right? Yeah, and they correct. told her to cover, Uh, to 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 clarify it. But session two, yeah. she didn't go. So she didn't go. Then session three, she was questioned, and she doubled down on her lie, right? Mm. And then uh, mm. session four was when she she came clean, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So so there's about a month in between each of these sessions. So you you're just thinking about one, two, three, four. You can sort of tell that Workers Party already knew between sessions one and two that that. Uh, something was up. La. But can I just give a shout out at this moment that, uh, yeah, la, um, you know, to all those people suffering from shingles, yeah, shingles is very painful. Uh. So, mm. uh, try not to get shingles. I don't know what, the t- shingles is one of those things that, uh, because it's from the chickenpox virus, right? And then, it, and then mm. when it affects adults, uh, it becomes shingles. La. Uh, mm. And it is very painful. It is, but it's a very fleeting but very painful uh, experience. Uh. So, mm, that's, uh, I I mean, yeah, la, a shout out to her that she you know she got shingles. It sucks, but it also tells you the mistake of life because they say that shingles comes when during moments when you're super stressed. Uh,
0: okay, and, so I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you said that last line because initially I was thinking, what a weird fucking shout out to give in the middle of a topic that is totally <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> unrelated and almost felt you were fishing for me to ask you about the time you got shingles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, because
1: I, I, I think a lot of people don't understand shingles they think mm. it's uh, something that, you know, it's, it's like, uh, oh, you have some skin thing and then after you, you can walk around and do normal stuff and all that. Uh, mm. But it's it's a very, it's very scary. It's like watching, almost like watching your skin like combust, you know, like, like one patch of your skin just suddenly feels like it's combusting uh, and mm. you don't know why. And it just comes so suddenly and, and, and the symptoms, you know, that come with it, like fever and everything. So, it, mm. it, but it's a manifestation of like really intense stress, la. So it also tells you tells you about the state of mind of the person when they when they got it as well You know. Mm, mm. So so I you, uh, it's you an got, interesting you,
0: fact. Uh, yeah. You got shingles when you and I started working very closely together. Yeah, right? yeah. It's
1: tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, reminder, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's thank, thank goodness for work from home. Uh, you know, like yeah, to you know, yeah. to not get shingles. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, in fact, even the word sh- shingles—just the name of the thing—it sounds like a, p- a potato chip, you know. So it's like, like, uh, it's oh, it like, sounds
0: like something happy, la, you yeah, know? Yeah, like oh, shingles, oh, shingle yeah. yeah. bells, shingle bells. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. like.
1: So I just want to tell people that yeah, like I, I, as much as maybe people are saying that she was just skipping it because it's excuse, but if she really got shingles, it, it's there's a it, I think there's a totally
0: valid reason to be skipping parliament now. Huh? Mm, mm. Correct. Yeah, but. Uh, but they 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 did say that the party did say that before the sitting in October mm. that you must clarify the matter in her capacity as an elected MP. Yeah, yeah. So I can you imagine like at Parliament session number three in October when she doubled down, mm. the probably the WP members also were like, "Yo, what the fuck, man? Yeah, did we yeah. did we agree?"
1: Yeah. So actually, actually then, what what do you, then, you think? Well, I mean, uh, now that you have sort of talked through the whole top uh, the the timeline, uh Uh, what do you think was going through Pritam Singh's mind you know at that moment when she doubled down uh?
0: I mean I think like uh, but just to to rewind a bit he did clarify in the press conference that the reason why they didn't make a party statement or anything because uh, he strongly felt that it is her mistake and she needs to take responsibility Mm. as as a good parent would do you know Um, your kid makes a mistake okay you take responsibility and you dig yourself out of this shit so, mm. so I can imagine, it's almost like when she doubled down, I can imagine him going like, yo, you know, I trusted you to right your wrong and you're doing this. Why? It's, I, yeah, mm. like, like uh, th- that's what I would imagine like, because I can't hear, imagine them being in agreement with her stance and, and apparently, right after the sitting, uh, Raisha herself agreed with the party leadership that she had to set the record straight. Mm. So it felt like there was a chance. Maybe it was stage fright. You know, maybe like admitting you're wrong is always going to be hard but admitting you're wrong among in a group of people is harder admitting you're wrong in front of a group of people who are already like your 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 advers adversaries to a certain extent as being live streamed is even more difficult lah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. maybe it was just that she got she got stage right
1: that's there, that's possible lah. yeah because uh, yeah I mean um I, 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 I I'm only trying to imagine what as leader of the Workers' Party and the leader of the opposition, how he would have reacted. But the funny thing is actually some some people have dug up the mm-hmm. the exact moment when Raisha Khan lied mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah October. <laughs> they dug up the exact moment in the video and they have timestamped it in some Reddit discussions. And you can actually see uh, Pritam Singh, he's sitting opposite uh, Shamugam like, on the floor, right? On the, the main mm-hmm. floor. And you can actually see him throw his head back. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I like like throws his head back after Raisha Khan doubles down on her line. Like, like when she says yes and, and you know, shuffles the papers and, and steps back from the podium. Then they cut back to the main floor and you see Pritam Singh like almost like throwing his head back. Like what the hell is going on? What the hell, man? That kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, and man. then And then they cut to Shanmugam's face and Shanmugam sees, he, you see he's looking at, at Pritam Singh's reaction and registering something from there. So so oh. there's a bit of um I don't know where, where, how where they get the info from but there's some discussion on Reddit saying that maybe uh Pritam Singh and Shamugam already had like agreed on something at that point. That 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 uh she was going to own up to the mistake and, and after that when oh yeah and, and that was what's was supposed to happen lah. And then she so didn't all, she oh. didn't own up the mistake, and then Shamugam just looked at Pritam Singh, yo, what the fuck's going on, man? <laughs> that, he, <laughs> that gave him a glare <laughs> la, you know so it's pretty funny if you actually watch it i think it's at the uh it's at like the fifty second mark of of the video that that is like uh that talks about put po- the, the, the title is something like police untruths uh, untruths against the police are uh, very mm. allegations against the police are very important to check and it's a govsg actually. video la, yeah
0: Actually, that's an interesting theory because, okay, the, the way Shamugam was pressing and the... Uh, I mean, he's like... the fucking controls the law, law almost. You knew that he knew something. Yeah. There's no way he would have been digging if he didn't know something. So that's then the next question is, how would he have known? Mm-hmm. And as much as politics are about, you know, party against each other, there's probably a lot more discussion going on behind closed doors where yeah. things are... Yeah, they, they, they not say they're in cahoots or something, but they are not just like... Like totally isolated, like, mm. and that actually is a very interesting theory because that could be the case, you know. Like, Shamugam was like, Okay, I'll extend an olive branch, mm. uh, but in this public forum, I want her to apologize and I want everybody to hear it and, and set the record straight. Like. Mm. And then Pritam maybe it was like, Yeah, you know, okay, we'll give her a chance, let her atone for her actions, and boom. Then when she didn't, mm. woo, because, woo.
1: because the apology is not, wouldn't be directed at Shamugam, it'll be directed to. Yeah. To the police force and the Ministry of Home yeah. Affairs. So it's about, you know, I mean in some ways Shamugam is upholding the uh you know the 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 what do you call it? The, the the credibility of the police, right? And 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 mm, and mm, if mm. she doesn't apologize, if she doubles down, she is you know, like making uh making it harder for the police to do their jobs. Uh. So mm. in some sense, if even if you are from an opposition party, you do not want to see that happen, right? Where your yeah, exactly. one of your khakis is saying something that 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 uh, makes the makes the, uh, Singapore
0: police force look in the bad light, right? yeah. mm. so, so and Britain it's is very politically savvy, la. You can imagine. I mean, in some way, like mm. it is a good way to you have a public setting, you have the full context there, okay, she admits she, it was a, a lie, uh, and it, it kind of, okay, closes there, like, but the fact that they dragged on another month, yeah. just meant like, oh, fuck, and, yeah, yeah. oh, shit. So, so, can you imagine what was going through Raisha's mind?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, like you said, like, if you, yeah, it's, it's I, I mean, it's like, like even Pritam said, he used the word, inexplicable, like, mm. it's that kind of word that, uh it's the kind of word sometimes I use when I try to, when when someone shows me some new trend on TikTok and something like that, and I'm like, oh, I'm too old for, I'm too old for this shit. It's inexplicable to me, like, you know? Mm. It like you just cannot understand it. Like, it's just how it is, like, right? And th- yeah, th- so, that shows you the level of frustration that he's feeling also.
0: So so that's why in this case, I think uh, it was uh Kelvin no, it was the Professor Daniel Go, who's the Workers' Party cadre, I don't know what card, the cadre thing refers to also, but mm-hmm. he he was a non-nominated uh, member of parliament previously. La. Mm. And I think he posted something yesterday saying that, why is it that she resigned just three hours before the, the committee convened? La. Mm. Um... Is it because that she knew the outcome or the results or something? So I just thought, okay, that that's an interesting question. I can imagine why they wanted to concentrate everything. Like, okay, she resigns, they convene, they have the press conference, you compact it. Because the more the longer these things stretch out, the more people talk and come up with all these theories like we just have. La. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it just reflects very badly on the WP la, I feel. Because as much as as you want to give responsibility to your MP to atone for your errors, mm. I don't know. In the game of politics, it feels like uh Yo, this your your this MP is not gonna be like stuck with you for life, and of course there yeah. is that loyalty that you want that solidarity, but this is people's trust. It's mm. is your party's integrity, and for it to stretch on for another month, yeah, chances are there'll be at least a good number of people working on this thing, be it the police force, being uh, be it the WP or or Shamugam's team, and it just feels like a waste of resources, lah. Yeah. So. So I think that's where, yeah, she resigns, that's one thing. But even for the party, right, it looks terrible, man.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that just, very hard to explain. La. And, and I mean, he he does try to explain saying that he was, uh, it was what she said in parliament. So it was up to her to correct, to make the correction, and then for work, workers' party to respond from there. Uh, and also that, that's one thing. And he secondly, he said he also wanted to, because it involved an allegation of uh, sexual assault, la, right? Which apparently mm. she had not told her family and everything before. It was a very yeah. personal, private matter. And he wanted to let her tell the story. La. It's her story to tell, la, right? It's not for other people yeah. to say that oh actually she was blah blah. Which, um, I can I can see a little bit of logic behind that. But at the same time, if you're I mean, yeah, like what you say, like, is that a, a hill worth dying on? La? Like to put your entire because- party's credibility on the line. For that purpose, uh, right?
0: Because, okay, so that's why I feel a little conflicted. Because let's say in the private sector, in the corporate Mm. world, you're the boss of this company and your employee makes a big mistake Mm. and you really, even though it it puts your integrity on the line, you you give the freedom to this employee to uh, atone for her her, her wrongdoings and accept responsibility. In that case, wouldn't that be celebrated? Like, wow, this boss uh, is fucking great. You know, like yeah. he, this is the kind of boss you want to work for.
1: Yeah. So I I mean yeah, I did think about that, la, and, and it's not as straightforward a decision as I think most people are are thinking now. That, you know, all oh, workers' party incredibly terrible and all that. Because yeah, you, you do I mean there is a reason why the workers' party is the workers' party it is now la, right? Uh with mm. a very diverse, strong support from uh younger Singaporeans and the ability to attract uh, different types of uh, candidates are uh, qualified mm. different types of qualified candidates like the Jamuss and the negors and and the hurting rules and stuff like that la. and it's not because they are they they're nosed bosses who don't care about the people that they hire and things like that la, right they are project trying to project a, a image as the softer we care. We care about your feelings kind of party. We la, trust right? la we we and we yeah, trust. We yeah. trust. We don't micromanage, we trust Correct. you. Correct. So so to yeah, like to go completely against that and just say like, oh the moment you have something wrong, we you know, we we dump everything and we we disassociate ourselves from you. Uh that I mean I can see the argument why they would think that that is not a good move either, lah, you know? Mm. Um as opposed to like, okay, let's let the let's let the disciplinary committee Go through his processes first and then once the processes are done, then you step down, uh, you know?
0: Yeah, but that's where I feel like that I guess that's tricky, like because mm. I like you ask me now, like, Pritham seems like a guy that you want to work for, like, who mm. will trust you. He will even though he knows what maybe you should do, he wants you to come around and figure it out yourself. Yeah. But I feel in politics, right, that then you're compromising your party mm. in um uh, in exchange for one person kind of growing into their responsibility uh, which i think is, is tough lah, because well now i mean now it's lah, unfortunately yeah. because now the whole party feels like um okay if, if you're the leader of a party uh, and you know something that was done wrong you let it boil over which ultimately just blew up in your face it just feels like oh that's a Poor judgment, lah. Yeah, it's yeah. a very easy thing. You know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But wow, we, You look at this. Like even his press conference, I thought he answered very commendably, mm. He has a way of talking without sounding like a douche, but yeah. staying very academic and intellectual. Yeah. So kudos to him. But but, but okay. So Mm-mm.
1: one interesting thing was that I, I shared. You know, obviously I'm, I'm talking with some people in WhatsApp groups about uh, mm. the, the, this issue, lah, and uh, in a group that was basically all guys, lah, right. Uh, I think the general consensus a lot is is that yeah, la, I mean the sexual assault or even the even to some extent the shingles la, uh what well, was merely an excuse for for workers' party to not talk about the issue, like, you know? Wow. Uh, <laughs> there is that there is that allegation. Wow. La, like like um uh. and you can understand why, la, right? You know, it, it seems very convenient that she got shingles and it seems very convenient that suddenly they oh they they care about sexual assault victims. When actually the what Raisha Khan did was bad for sexual assault victims like, right? To, yeah. to like to, to question it. I mean it basically brings all sexual assault victims stories into question. Like like is it are they telling the truth or are they just using it to for a the different agenda or something. But yeah. And then apparently in, in there are groups where there are very more vocal uh you know female supporters of workers' party who who have praised Pritam also for you know for for actually being so thoughtful for sexual assault, uh, sexual assault mm. survivor uh, I mean mm. I'm not I'm not privy to one of those groups unfortunately, but uh, this is what I'm hearing from people.
0: Uh, but what do you think of that? Huh? Um, I think so. That's where the one thing that I feel confused about is kind of that sort of of. Uh, sentiments like the, the one that was more pertinent or on the nose for me was people kind of saying that um, you know, it's it's uh ve- they were very complimentary of Raisha Khan's uh stepping down and saying you know that's the honorable thing to do mm. and kind of like putting her on a pedestal, which I feel like I mean she did that, but why is it considered honorable? Mm. I mean, yeah, she did she did the thing that is almost preserving some level of integrity or digni- dignity, but I don't find it honorable like. Like you made a horrible mistake, mm. um, and your people are still complimenting you for coming forward and taking responsibility, which to me is the baseline. Mm. So in this case, yeah, I can I can see I can understand the sentiment that okay he's being very sensitive to sexual assault, but in the broader picture, it was doing harm to victims of sexual assault, right? Mm. So for one mm. person, maybe you're giving the space, but in the broader picture, it 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 did a lot of damage, la, and that's where it feels like the judgment is a bit. Uh, and I know all this is fucking hard decisions I'm not saying oh I can be a Singh or leader of opposition that's why I'm mm. not in politics mm. but I think if you're in politics you need to be held to that sort of standard as someone who has good judgement yeah yeah. but what do you feel what do you feel, uh, what do you feel uh, hearing those those sentiments
1: Um, I, yeah I think I think uh, the, the problem is that uh, Raisha Khan is dragging down a lot of uh, institutions with her. Institutions mm. meaning the Workers' Party, but also like yeah, la, all other, uh, you know, victims of some kind of sexual assault, la, right? That, mm. that, that you, you make, you, uh, you make, you sort of validating the whole, oh, did she really tell the truth kind of kind of uh, thinking. La. So it was, if you really care that much about the sexual assault, Victims, yeah, you really should nip nip this issue in the bud. Like, should have nipped this issue much earlier in the bud. I don't think should have let it drag out such that such. That it dif- there can be so many different interpretations of your actions, really, la, right? Because uh, yeah, because it is yeah. Because, like, you know, there's always yeah. a saying la, like sometimes, uh, you yeah, know, Being a lead in being a leader, making a bad decision is better than making no decision, la, Which in mm. some sense is is what which is what Workers Party basically did for about two three months, la, right? The, to let yeah. her to let her control the narrative of the whole thing. In the, in, to the point where maybe he even had struck a deal with Shamugan but but she she didn't want to play ball, right? Mm. Yeah. So so but I feel like they should have just even if it just meant like, okay, since she's not playing ball, okay, we're gonna come forward and make a statement that actually we discovered that this is not true and she's gonna be answerable for her actions and we will talk about this more in the next parliamentary sitting, you know? Yeah, something yeah, like
0: something like that. Because as much as you say that, yeah, it was Pritam Singh's decision. I mean, ultimately, WP has a good number of female uh, uh, party members, lah, right? Some very senior like Sylvia Lim, um, and and like very much in in the public eye, like like hurting So, like, I, I they would, I'm sure there, are the like the, the women you mentioned who say that you know Pritam was being sensitive to uh, vict- a victim of sexual assault, mm. but. Yeah, like if it's a WhatsApp group full of guys sharing one sentiment, yeah, like you you understand there's bias, la. Yeah. But for any decision coming out of WP, it's it's likely not just Pritham Singh, right? It's the rest mm. of his party as well.
1: Correct, correct, correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's where, that's where I feel like. Uh, and then also, so so it's it's interesting to see how people are reacting to this because I also saw um one professor who who I will find out um. Who, who he said, because this is not the first time that an MP has resigned uh, for something related to integrity or or uh, their personal behavior. La. Mm-hmm. There was another MP, I think, uh, Yor Shin Leong, mm-hmm. uh, who had to resign from WP in 2012 after he failed to explain allegations of an extramarital affair with a fellow party member. So, uh, like... Uh, There was this one guy, Dr. Tan, uh, a professor at NTU, uh, associate professor of NTU who has been commenting and being quoted in in quite a few articles. Ah, Dr. Felix Tan, a political Mm. analyst at NTU. He was saying that this is a small blip because what uh, Yor Shin Leong did back then was far worse than what Raisha has done. In terms of morality, adultery is not really condoned in Singapore society. So given that he's a political analyst, I don't understand how adultery is far worse than Raisha. Mm. To me, adultery, it reflects on your character, but it's still a personal issue. What Raisha can't is you're lying in parliament uh, about an issue that concerns not just you, but the society. La. So that's where, when I see this coming from a political analyst, I'm thinking, shit, am I missing something? Because the way he was saying that it's just a small blip, just like how yoshin Leong, uh, whose issue was a lot more serious, uh, was also a small blip. La.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So so yeah so, I mean it's interesting to see like how people are reacting to this because if you go to her page if you go to WP a lot of people are commending her for kind of you know stepping up and owning uh responsibility and then if you go on Kelvin Cheng's page uh, of course a lot of people are saying yeah this is expected but, mm. um, but but for you like when you read her apology and statement what did what did you think Uh, uh
1: yeah again again right I think that maybe. I don't know, like, I mean this is my own speculation, entirely my own speculation. The fact mm. that she resigned like uh before the disciplinary committee did her thing, um seems a bit like a, uh seems a bit premature. You know what I mean? Like we've already mm. we've already dragged out this whole process to say, okay, let's wait for the disciplinary committees here uh understanding of everything, then then, you know, then they'll take action, all right. So for her to mm. resign hours before the actual hearing itself, before letting the workers' party get ahead to the media themselves, um, yeah, it seems like a. Seems like a, a bit like again like try, I don't know I don't know if there were instructions to do so, but it seems a bit like I wouldn't that that's not what I would have instructed her to do lah, You know, to make mm. make public her own resignation before just before going for the disciplinary hearing. La.
0: Because that also would have come not just on her accord. La. It was probably done in discussion with the party la, exactly. because ultimately it reflects on them, right? Yeah. So what you're saying is you you find it inexplicable why the party would recommend that approach la, where yes. she goes to the public first yes. before they come together. Correct. I mean, Pritam did say that the committee did vote to uh, remove her if she didn't step down herself, la, right? Correct, yeah.
1: But but the, it still could have been done after the committee hearing and everything, la, right? I think the Within important the thing then? is that if, if you are letting if you, if if all along the party has been saying let's, let's let due process happen, you're not you're not guilty until you know you are determined to be guilty by uh, you know a, a neutral party and all that right. Then mm. why is it that she, you know, suddenly quit at this stage when she quit, quit on November second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, 9th, nine, ten, or she quit on November thirtieth, right, a few hours before the the disciplinary pr- proceedings? Uh.
0: Yeah, so that again reflects badly on the party like, because like, you can understand why she wanted to do it before the committee because if it's after the committee, yeah, like, you can imagine the, the extrapolation being, of course, she had to step down herself. Like, the party wanted to fire her. Maybe she didn't want to leave yeah. but she had no choice and they gave her the extended and olive branch. Yeah. But, so you can understand why you should come before but what you're saying is that then you should come before like significantly before because mm. right now it just feels like okay we're going to make this announcement you want to apologize first you want okay okay then you quickly post quickly post yeah. then like it just reflects badly on them again it show,
1: yeah it shows that she maybe and maybe this is the larger issue also la, right she uh, maybe doesn't have that right amount of respect or right amount of uh, respect for processes or decorum or or just so yeah, how do you how do you you know in, in some something as dicey as politics and all that, right? How do you carefully mm. make all these announcements and decisions and, and and everything without um you rocking the boat too much and sabotaging your own party and all that, like, right? And we mm. saw this in the during the elections itself when we realized like her not too not too distant, not too long ago tweets were really were really like big question marks, lah, right? And then at that mm, point in mm, time, mm. Pritam Singh had to stand up for her and say the party stands by her and everything, in spite of the public backlash against that, right? Um, yeah. Then, okay, then they, she got into parliament. And then this thing happened, and then again, it sounds like the Workers' Party told her to do something and she decided not to do She decided not to do it. But this time, there was no yeah. Pritam Singh to say, Oh, I stand by Raisha Khan. He said, Okay, you go and, you go and clarify yourself. And then she because decided that, not to clarify. And then after that, after that, uh, then, then they say, "Oh, fuck, this is terrible. Like, okay, we're going to have a disciplinary committee. Then she decides to resign before the disciplinary committee hearing everything. So it's just, well, uh, it's, just it's just a, a you know it, someone who doesn't respect the decorum uh, and the and the procedures involved uh, and and then I'm not saying that I, I I love hierarchy and everything, but. But there is a certain rules of engagement like, right? Correct? When when you mm. when you're at any any kind of job or what like you don't just walk in and say, I don't care about what the you know how people do things or the history of how things are done. I'm just gonna do it my way because I'm I'm big on social media or anything like that. No, because,
0: but because but what you're saying like kind of assigns the decision just to her when this would have been a party thing, like. Unless you're saying that your your speculative uh tinfoil hat is that she posted it even without giving a heads up to the WP. Yeah,
1: that is my speculation. Oh, that's my speculation. Oh. And, and uh, yeah, it, again, again, you're asking, uh, the, the question to ask is, how come her announcement, her personal announcement comes before the Workers' Party is able to put out a press release about it, like, mm, right? Yeah. And, like, the Workers' Party seems to be, have done it two days later than her, her own personal I mean- announcement on Facebook. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> what wow, is a speculative speculative speculation yeah. theory one oh one but I also did find it funny that her statement only came in the form of words and the press conference was everyone else from WP la, when it mm. felt like, okay, uh isn't why can't uh I mean the the just a post and all felt a little mm. No, yeah. You say, uh, yeah so a reporter asked, herself from it la.
1: Correct correct. So a reporter uh, I think one of the reporters asked how come she's not there at the press conference to answer these questions, uh and then Pritam mm. Singh essentially said that she's no longer part of the party so what's the point uh, mm. so so mm-hmm. it kind of tells you something when 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 someone uh yeah when when the the party is really trying to dissociate uh, themselves from your 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 decision making processes uh
0: yeah uh, that's what I wonder what's going through Pritam's mind because just now as you were saying you know when uh, back last year during the election when he had to come out and there was a one visual of him standing in front of Raisha mm. with a barrage of journalists sticking their mics in his face right yeah. and kind of saying you know we stand by the party and and the whole hashtag i stand with Raisha yeah. uh, was trending all over and then now it feels like well he's like the the lah of the of the child who just keeps Keeps doing things that are not yeah. not desirable, yeah. right? And maybe now he was like, okay, you know what, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, we gotta move on. Which yeah. I mean, which I respect. I still think he conducted himself very well during the press conference. But holy shit, man, they gotta dig themselves out of this. Yeah.
1: And then uh, can, like, I, can I can just give a shout out to Xiaoxia also. I think, I think she posted Instagram story saying, ah, yeah, she shouldn't shouldn't have run at all lah. Just save us all the trouble." <laughs> I mean, it's just funny coming from Xiaoxia because you know, remember Xiaoxia. After the whole I stand in Raisha thing and then she caught and then and she I mean she was against the Raisha Khan, lah, obviously. And then basically yeah. after that there was a whole cancel Sia Shia movement and all that.
0: All no, but of then uh, your shoutouts today are very peculiar No, no it's funny. Because I'm trying to the, find the, the humor,
1: Harish. I'm trying to find the humor
0: in it and everything as a, 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 We're a, trying to find a hilarity, a, okay. Yeah, that the new jingle, new synonym for new jingle. synonym for humor. Yeah, yeah, hilarity. Yeah. No, because okay, then the question is that do you think that she overall, she still did a lot of good and it's just unfortunate that her tenure ended like this. Because she did bring a lot of attention to issues that maybe weren't even discussed in Parliament previously, like issues of sexual harassment, women's rights and all that, right? Uh yeah, but someone did point out, you know, this women's right motion was
1: brought out by the workers' party themselves. Then end up now mm. they own self shoot own self in the foot right? Mm. So it's mm. like that does it really do you really need to to do all that just to get attention, you know? It's a big yeah. question. Like, you, so, you, you sacrifice so, credibility. You sacrifice... I mean, now potentially, you're not sure what's what's going to go on with that, that, that seat in Senkang and everything, right, you know?
0: Yeah. So, so, that's where I don't buy that argument that, you know, she was still a trailblazer. She was the youngest person in parliament. She was the first to do this and I'm like, fuck lah, but then... Is is that what we're all about now? Like, okay, you just fucking go out there and you take risk and all. But when it comes to like like politics and leadership and 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 like industries or parts of society that really that integrity has sometimes been lacking. Yeah. Um, consistency has sometimes been lacking. You can't take this kind of stuff for granted, lah. And and that's what I feel when people say like um and yeah, like some thought leaders as well. There was another professor whose whose name I will I will find. Uh, saying that you know, after all, she she was still a trailblazer, and I'm like, yo, that to me that that doesn't doesn't justify the fact that okay, you you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. It was NTU assistant professor. well all these NTU professors are, uh, Walid Jumlad Abdullah, yeah. who said, uh, yeah, the decision to step down was the right one, but uh, I think she was a trailblazer in many ways. The first opposition minority woman parliamentarian, the first woke politician in parliament, and in 2020 she inspired many youngsters, but inspired them to do what? Yeah. Inspire so, them that not
1: having, you know, not taking responsibility for your
0: yeah, for, your, maybe, for your maybe untruths it's just, is okay. I don't know. Maybe the younger generation listening to us, you're like, yo, you guys don't know what the fuck you're talking about. She inspired so much good. And of course, yeah, you do 90% good, 10% bad. You still get like 80% net-net good. But yeah. I don't think it works that way. La. I don't think it works that way. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, la. unfortunately... I think, especially in politics, uh, if if your fight is the good fight, lah, if you think your fight is the good fight, then I think you need to mm. hold yourself to a higher standard than just 80%. Lah. You know, yeah, you need man. to be 110%. You need to be 120%. Things like, you need to be like, like you know, Pritam Singh donating his his salary as leader opposition to, to charity. and Things like that, lah. that. That's the level you need to go to. Not just the 80% of success just showing up. No, that doesn't apply when you're an opposition politician unfortunately.
0: Mm. Yeah. And, then, and then now like for her GRC because there have been some people saying hey why is there no by-election um, uh, because yeah the by-election only happens if all the candidates in a GRC resign whereas mm. her one person resigning the other three can choose to carry on. La. Yeah. Of course some people are saying another speculation is that the, the reason why the other three don't you know one way of resetting is like okay the other three resign, they have a by-election to prove that the residents of Sengkang actually won them in power. Mm. And then on one school author saying that, yeah, if they do this, maybe it's not that clear-cut that they, 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 they will be re-elected. La, exactly, you know? exactly. So but then the three out of four just got to, yeah, like it's the group member who just pissed out and then the yeah. three out of four, okay lah, have to divide uh, bill, uh area.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so that is precisely the, the, the kind of damage that Raisha Khan has done to the credibility of the party that you would question that that Workers' Party would win Sankang again if they had to, you know, run at this at, at this point, la, right?
0: Yeah, uh, so that's that's sad lah because you imagine, like, last year's election, like, people were like, yo, this WP Party, they are, like, the future lah, you know? Mm, and yeah, mm. when this happens, you're like, Ugh. so So, I mean, yeah, there's probably not going to be a by-election. The mm. The Committee of Privileges will still carry on with their investigation, so there might be further uh, punitive measures taken against Raisha Khan. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so I guess the only thing we can, we can do is wait and see. But I'm curious how people respond to it because I've seen a whole spectrum to the extent that I wasn't even expecting Like some mm. people saying, yeah, it's very honourable for her to do. She, you know, she's already better than the the PAP politicians, which I feel. That, that is a whole other issue. Of course, there have been times where some politicians in uh, the government say, oh, like an honest mistake. Like Vivian Balakrishnan, you know, when he said, oh, he, it was a mistake. He didn't know trace together could mm. be used for that. I'm like, fuck that lah. You know, like, how can that be let off the hook like that? Mm, but that mm. feels like it's a whole different argument lah.
1: Correct. Mm, I think it's a, it's a different argument la, and, and I think it's a, a, a different level of, of, of argument la, right? You could argue I mean, like his, he could you could argue that yeah, like it was really, it really was a mistake or an oversight or something like that. But the thing is, Risha Khan kind of was cooking up some was cooking up a story that didn't happen, lah. And, and, and mm, so I think mm, on the mm. spectrum of lies, also you also got to understand there are some lies that are you could it could be honest mistakes, and then there are some lies that are
0: uh untruths, and then there are lies that are lies, la. Right? Yes, yeah. yeah. So, so I mean. Uh, wishing the WP all the best as they mm. <laughs> as they kind of try and get themselves out of this mess. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And and yeah. I guess we we just have to wait and see. But of course, as always, it's good to hear the thoughts of our listeners on our subreddit. Yes. Uh. Always. Uh. The link is in the show notes. So please share your thoughts there. Yeah. It's always interesting to read. Yeah. But uh. Also, Yeah, So now, uh.
1: I mean, we 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 move on to a topic that is also. Uh yeah, it's it's not a mess. It's 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 quite clear. There's a very clear ranking and a very clear um a very clear uh yeah uh basically placing of Singapore in in uh in the list of the world's most expensive cities. La. And mm. uh what is Singapore's ranking in this in this long list?
0: Singapore is joint two, number two in the world, together with uh, Paris. Paris. Yeah. Uh and yeah, together with Paris. La. So yeah. at first I saw the article, Oh, is Singapore the most expensive in the world? I was like, eh, hey, no lie, it's only in Asia. Yeah. But then in the world we are second. Yeah. After after Tel Aviv, is it?
1: Yeah, Tel Aviv Israel. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I do guess you? the
0: biggest oh, sorry. Yeah. I guess the biggest thing is that Hong Kong is no longer the most expensive city. It dropped to five. Mm-hmm. Correct, yeah, correct. number five. And then fourth is Zurich. Mm. Uh and then New York, Geneva, Copenhagen, Los Angeles, and Osaka took the remaining top 10 spots. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. So what do you think of that? Man? So, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised, mm. but uh, also it's like, ah, uh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you? again, the interesting you? thing
1: to remember is that uh, on that list, Singapore is the only uh, city country, lah. That city state like City State, city, la, actually, state. yeah. City, yeah mm. is the, we're talking about a whole country. You know? Whereas like uh even you talk about Israel or, or Paris or France, la, right? There I'm mm. sure there are other cities within the country that uh generally stuff is not as expensive. La,
0: you know? Yeah. Because at, f- at first I thought, hey, but Israel also a is small country, what? It's 22,000 square kilometers. Yeah. Singapore is what, 750 square kilometers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so different. that's where yeah, the, the first half where I said it was not surprising is my logical one. The fuck is, is that thought la, is shit. Yeah, everything, everyone, every other country is a city which means that if you want to get away mm. or if you want to live outside the main city uh, that's possible. Singapore, you go where? fucking mm. go Sengkang now got three politicians out of four politicians. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, you gives that up. But, but you know, that's the I think that's the, the, the painful reality of, of being such a small city state that there wants to be a global, uh, you know, wants to be on the list of all, all all these, top top of all these global lists. La. And now we have almost topped the world's most expensive city list, which I don't know when is. it's, yeah, is, I'm not sure if it's really something to be super happy or super proud about either. You la.
0: think there are people who are happy? You are happy?
1: Um, If you are doing very well in Singapore, like you already own a couple of properties and, and, oh yeah, and la, and that's true, well, uh, You know, and you work know, work in finance and everything. Uh, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure you'll be you be like yeah This is what it takes to live in the world's most competitive city state and and, and everything Uh You you win or you die basically.
0: Survival. Factors. That's true. Uh, that's true. Because yeah. yeah, like if the cost is increasing or everything, the cost of property is also going to increase. Increase. Yeah. And if you got uh, private property, chances are it would it would increase. Uh, like like higher than the government property because government property they are cooling measures to keep them in place. Private property as well. Yeah. But but that's the thing, right? That that the cost of living is is increasing much faster than the rate of salary uh, compensation, the yeah. Salary increase. Yeah. So that's where you look at this. You're like, oh shit. And and I'm guessing you as a as a parent of a newborn who is bringing a kid into the world. Yeah. How how does that change? your perspective or amplify or anything No, yeah, you know, so
1: I mean recently there was just, just a, a slight tangent but it's, it's kind of related as well recently in the news there was um, an issue between two families Right? there was a Singapore family that stays in a landed property that apparently has a peacock as a pet mm, yeah what the fuck and <laughs> they apparently leave their gates right open and then the peacock like just sits there and then opens up its feathers and shows the whole beautiful world how beautiful it is and apparently like somebody was walking by with their kids and then the kid apparently stood outside the gate and stared at the peacock. Then the peacock boys song and then went to attack the kid, la, You know? And now yeah. they are disputing about uh, yeah, they're disputing about um who's wrong, lah, right? Because the kid, they the, the one side they said the, the they say the peacock owner said that the kid stared at the peacock and provoked it. And the other side said, how yeah. can you leave your gate open? You know? Uh so so I bring this up because it's like we are at the stage where people in Singapore are owning peacocks as pets already, lah, right? So yeah. James Dyson is coming and buying like penthouses and and and, <laughs> and like stars are coming and buying great good class bungalows. Secret lab owner is buying two good class bungalows in So it's at the point where people are buying property in Singapore almost like like a flex already. Lah. Just showing off yeah. how bloody rich they are. And they don't even want it's to live true. there. They don't even want to live there. They buy and then they <laughs> live in the UK or wherever, wherever they, they feel more comfortable as home. So it's... Yeah. it's <laughs> It's like the, when I see Singapore top this I'm like, oh shit! Like more and more people are gonna want that flex la. They're gonna want that that GCB in, in Bukit Timah or whatever like, You know, and 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 then they're gonna start collect, You're gonna just start hearing people owning cheetahs and all that as pets in, in Singapore homes <laughs> anymore. Because we are that kind of we we're we seen as that kind of crazy rich Asian country, really like We can't get away from it, you know.
0: Yeah. But that's actually fucking true. Because when I read the peacock thing, I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. But now that you're saying it in the context of... Like, we look at Singapore as a whole, right? Yeah. Who the fuck gets yeah. a peacock as a, as <laughs> a pet? <laughs> yeah. What the hell can you do with a peacock apart yeah. from having flex? Yeah. You're you going you go to sit with a peacock in your lap, <laughs> yeah, is just it? just chill out and stroke the peacock. Can't <laughs> peacock, like, it needs the Walk around with a run. peacock on your shoulder, is you it? Know, because like, I see people...
1: You saw you see like when you park in Sentosa, all that they literally have the sign that warning you about peacocks attacking yeah. your car. That's how that's how dangerous they can be. Also, they can attack your car because they don't like the reflection of themselves. Like yeah. what kind of pet is that, man?
0: <laughs> and like I can imagine, like yeah, you know, you, now you see even more people walking with parakeets on their shoulders, right? And yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. But peacock, what you are gonna put on a leash and <laughs> we'll bring it out? Is it? Yeah. And, and apparently <laughs> yeah. it's completely
1: legal and everything because yeah you're allowed to keep like birds uh, and because it's considered like a bird. Uh. But probably, probably oh a very God. expensive bird to keep. Uh. So yeah, it just strikes me, oh shit, like people are just going to, you know, people, you know, there are going to be more people watching this, the cryptocurrency, bil- billionaires and all that. And everyone's just going to come to Singapore and just keep buying, buying up property and, and everything, the prices, everything just keeps shooting up, like, you know.
0: And and the scary thing, like if you read stories of San Fran, right, you know, San Fran became the tech hub yeah, right from the yeah. early two thousands. But everything you read about San Fran now where uh the the, the the people who grew up in San Fran are all being pushed to the suburbs because it's just getting too expensive mm. because the, the people who work there are now like in the tech industry, like where the, the salaries can be fucking high. Yeah. So of course you're gonna wanna live in the city and they drive the prices up. The thing is if you uh grown up in, grew up in san Fran, you can move to the suburbs in singapore with the amount of tech startups setting up hqs in singapore yeah. i think recently there was uh, like a talk of singapore becoming the crypto center for for asia uh, and that that singapore sells uh, a lot of the, the big big tech bros all set up their regional offices here yeah. so it feels like oh shit this is i mean yeah we have a good standard of living and all that but fuck man if things are getting expensive yeah. Uh, and like, you, oh, you want to get a bird, but you're fucking like feel like the house nearby as peacock. Like what you said, like You know, we always see those memes of in in the Middle East, like Dubai, yeah. people hold, owning cheetahs as pets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, oh. yeah. So, so peacock
1: yeah. as a pet, that is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Also, I was like, wait, wait, how come I? Yeah, it almost feel did, I, I? didn't even re- react like that initially when I read the article. Then I thought about it, like, who the hell owns a peacock as a pet, la, Right. Then, yeah, I, then I start seeing well, like, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know if it's, if there's really Singaporean or whatever like You know, but but you know it it kind of jives with this whole thing of like this crazy expensive global city that that everyone comes and you can do whatever the hell you want like, You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's a, a peacock, yeah,
0: <laughs> and don't even know whether it's a peacock or a peahen. Probably a peacock like, because yeah. peahens aren't the the nicest to look at. But but yeah, why why? Like, why would you get a peacock? Because peacock, peacocks can fly also, no? Like, yeah. I always thought they were just like, oh, they just walk around and prance, right? but they can fly. I and mean, when they fly, they're big, la. Yeah, yeah. Imagine they land so on a, your car or something. Yeah, yeah a yeah. pet peacock. Like, in Sentosa, it's almost like a novelty, like, you see yeah. them walking around, you're like, oh, cool, you know, that's so nice, you no? Know? But yeah. to have it as a pet, like, who walks around seeing, oh, you know what? I want that as a pet. Yeah.
1: And then a pet that can fuck up a toddler's face until the <laughs> <Yeah. toddlers laughs>
0: to, so- to go for surgery, man. Oh Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can you imagine a toddler? Like, you're three years old and you get attacked by a fucking peacock that's probably bigger than you. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy uh, shit. But we digress. You know? We digress. <laughs> no, we're not here to talk about <laughs> a
1: peacock attack. I'm just here to point out, like, you know, we are headed in that direction. It's quite, it's quite crazy. Eh? Yeah.
0: Mm. And like, that's interesting.
1: But, but the, the, the and, funny thing is that the reason why Hong Kong dropped from number one apparently is because uh, clothes have become cheaper in Hong Kong. I oh, yeah. I'm not 100 sure why because I guess it's the same. I mean they probably have the same outlets of like H H&M and M and all that that we have, like right? So 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 yeah. what
0: kind of clothes are they
1: talking about They are definitely, They are much
0: cheaper. So, I mean the like um the the way they came up with this the worldwide cost of living 2021 report it surveys the prices of 200 products including food, clothing, household supplies. Home rents, transport and recreation mm. and it was collected between August and September this year. Um so so that I think okay, so the thing is about this past year, the world has been in a in a situation of flux like never before. La. So mm. I don't know whether that that kind of contributes. Like you know, with Hong Kong, the, the the prices of clothes have decreased, but I would imagine with all the political unrest, with all the the like the uh, influence of China, there's been a brain drain, right? Mm-hmm. The top executives and companies are moving out, which I would assume also translates to to like the demand for rents uh decreasing slightly. So so it feels like maybe, maybe it's just reflect, uh, reflecting the like uh the state of the world at this point where certain countries have done a lot better uh, than others la. because Singapore I think over the past year has done better than most countries in terms of remaining politically stable having a business uh, friendly climate the amount of mm-hmm. fundraising coming into Singapore the amount of people setting up shop in Singapore you hear all this talk of family offices setting up in Singapore maybe maybe it's this time of year where Singapore is like fucking just like killing it on the charts la. yeah right Yeah, yeah but it, but but it's still not surprising to hear that we are fucking expensive. La. Yeah. Um, I think the, the one thing that I can't remember who pointed out uh, maybe it was a discussion we had pre uh, where the Singapore maybe it feels like it's affordable because hawker food Kind of skews the perspective, lah. Correct, correct. You know, correct. when you travel abroad and and a meal costs like ten bucks, you're like, wow, fuck, this damn expensive. In Singapore, you can get chicken rice for two dollar fifty cents. Singapore is cheap. Yeah. But once you take away hawker food, right? Yeah. Everything else is pretty expensive, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, correct, correct, correct. Yeah, it, somehow in my head, like when I walk around and and when I sort of like do mental calculations of how much stuff stuff costs, I always think in five dollar increments, ah. Uh, because I think about $5, you can get a, a, a decent meal at the Hawker Center already, la, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there's more than enough. You, you have options and, and you can even maybe even get a drink in and in a, in a dish. La. But um, mm. yeah, realistically speaking, like the the rest of the world, like if you go to, let's say you go to Paris, la, right? $5, mm. $5 is not going to get you much, la. maybe beyond one croissant or something like that la, in a cafe. Yeah. yeah. So or, or maybe like some you know, some I mean you, you get one of those roadside stores, something there, like a sandwich or something like that. But uh mm. it's 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 yeah, you know, like I think the fact that we have so many hawker centers and it's, it's so it's so heavily subsidized that uh you know our our thinking, our perception of the prices of everything else is really skewed by by that. Uh and, then, mm. and then it's not caught up with the with the times la. like the, the, the you know the inflation that of, of how much like for example like like your 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 housing or your education and all that costs these days compared to what it was like 20 30 years ago like yeah
0: mm, yeah mm. It's a bit but crazy. i mean i mean looking at responses online on reddit and all, some people are saying that their experiences elsewhere even in certain parts of the us and certain parts of australia is is uh uh, yeah, it, it's significantly cheaper than Singapore, but also some people saying that in Singapore, because maybe other countries, they take into account how much tax they pay, uh, Singapore, if you look at your earnable income minus CPF, it's not reflective of stuff that's being saved and all, but mm. I think all those, there might be some truth there, but in, by and large, Singapore is getting expensive, la, and the tricky thing is like, we don't have anywhere else to run away to la, mm. if we wanted to live. Uh, a cheaper standard of living la. unless maybe yeah they start in pastries your bread costs a bit a little less la, compared okay. to orchard or tanjumbaga. Yeah.
1: yeah. Or yeah or Johor, You just have to move to J B. Move no to trai- J B, yeah. No move choice. to J B. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that's but, a, uh, <sighs> a world we live in. Yeah, it's a world we live in. But yeah. Do you have uh, let's let's talk about something positive. Uh, yeah any yeah. any uh comments that are worth highlighting from our audience,
0: um, I would say, <laughs> uh, I think there was a wait, uh, let, let me let me let me pull up. You, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I mean, the the cool thing is right now, there's uh,
1: the I mean, this is not more well, any one particular, but I think a lot of people are uh, screenshotting their their Spotify uh, end of year, the end of year summary thing, end of 2021 summary. And they are screenshotting mm. how Yallabad is for most of them has been their number one podcast. And then some people, you know, they, they tell us the number of minutes that they've actually spent listening to us this year. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, it's quite cool. It goes into like uh thousands or uh, twenty thousand minutes, and you know, like uh on average, I would say I would say at least a lot, most, most people at least five thousand minutes uh, if they if they listen to enough episodes. So yeah, that, that just blows my mind huh, that that you know that, that many man hours have been have been wasted listening to you and me squabbling <laughs> over like how long our intro is and, and things like that. Huh? It's crazy, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah, cool, yeah, it's exactly. cool. I, I love I love uh yeah, keep up the screenshotting and everything because it's just interesting to, to to just actually understand that there are more more than just even more than just our Reddit community. A lot of people uh uh are listening to the podcast, la. and uh yeah, like yeah. like my relative of mine told me that her her in laws were listening to our podcast while on the, on their recent VTL trip and all that. So oh, like, I was like, wow, uh yeah, it's funny that, that you know, you're, that I'm so tangentially related to to these people, but they're also listening to us talking about topics and all. La.
0: Yeah, yeah, it still blows my mind that that uh, people. I mean, it really fucking blows my mind, but warms my heart and tickles my loins. uh to hear that uh, when people. Uh, the amount of time people spend listening to us like Mm. we really really appreciate it yeah um but my one comment is from a long-time commenter, Mano official, uh, mm. who commented on episode 238, mm. and he pointed out something that never occurred to me. He said, uh, like, totally not a knock against you guys, but I scrolled straight to the second topic once I saw what the first topic was going to be about. Mm. Uh, because the first topic was uh, about the vaccines against Omicron, while the second topic was Mr. B's viral squid game. Mm. Um, so I, I it just made me think, oh, shit, I, I can totally... I wonder if there are a lot of people who kind of just listen to part of our podcast based on the topic, which is totally fine. Uh, And I mean, we also sometimes find like COVID fatigue, talking about COVID, but essentially how we decide topics is how interested we are uh, in them, how much we want to share and how polarizing the opinion is. Like, but I just thought, mm. oh, oh yeah, this must be happening. So I thought that was a that was a nice little uh how you say uh, insight into how people might consume our podcast mm. and he did say that uh his entertainment and media consumption including his podcast has a form of escapism from this shit has become much more important so thanks for the solid and frequent output from you guys um he still enjoyed the rest of the episode uh even though he skipped the first topic lah so so that's that's cool that's cool because we're going to keep cranking the shit out man
1: yeah yeah it's uh I think uh yeah, la, as we as we move forward uh towards the end of the year, we're probably also gonna yeah, I mean I mean we've been running this podcast, you know, like uh three usually three podcasts a week for quite a while mm. now. And it was I think it was a mm. very conscious decision that we made this year, like that we would we would uh keep up this pace and 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 and, and really make a, make it a regular fixture in both our lives and, and, and our listeners' lives and everything. La. Uh, yeah, uh, but you know, exactly. it, it, at the same time, sometimes we've, we've, we, we do find, hey, uh, do people want to be hearing another COVID story from Singapore, you know, mm. or yeah, about, you know, talking about peacock, people's peacock, peacock pets and stuff like that, lah, as opposed to some other, other kind of topics. So, so that's where our guest interviews are always very enlightening to us, uh, like, like, like hearing that a lot of people enjoyed the Andy Chen interview, for example. Was was mm. quite it was quite interesting to us and uh, yeah we will probably do some recalibration again at the start of twenty twenty two and and mm. uh, just just so um you know we we because we do read our comments and understand in here and generally it, it it shapes our thinking of how people are, uh, are listening to our podcast as well uh. yeah yep 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 uh, yep, yeah. yep 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 but there's one always one thing that we have to do and that mm, is our, to talk
0: about Our one short thing yes so what is your one shook thing? Uh, my one shook thing was because recently, you know, like Taylor Swift released uh, her new album um, with like 30, 30 re recordings of old songs that um, were kind of like in an IP battle with Scooter Braun and stuff like that. Mm. So not, not, not to say that I listened to the new album because to be honest, I've never really been a biggest fan of Taylor Swift though I respect how talented she is. Mm. But there's one song, it just made me re-listen to this one song that I heard last year which changed my opinion of her and it was from her album called Folklore which she wrote and recorded during the pandemic mm. which in itself is mind-blowing. Like. It's called Invisible String. Like. Mm. And like it's it's my favorite Taylor Swift song, and there's something about it that I don't know. It's very very calming and very soothing. And there's a there's a clip from a recent documentary that's uploaded online uh, with with a with an acoustic version of that song, and I thought it was a very nice listen. Also, so, your
1: your favorite your one show thing is a Taylor Swift song. Yeah, so, man, it is, man. Wow. And I'm not I'm
0: not embarrassed to say it. Wow. Where When do you first When do you first hear about it? Uh, you mean the song? Yeah. I think I was with my girlfriend and she was playing it and I was like, oh shit, oh. who sings this song? Oh. Um, and then she said Taylor Swift and I was like, are you sure? She was like, yeah, Taylor Swift. I'm like, are you really, really sure? Uh-huh. And I accepted that it's Taylor Swift and I really like the song. But what's the theme of the song? Is it, like, is it about one of her exes or anything? Uh, I actually don't think so. And you know me, I don't really pay attention to lyrics. <laughs> it's called Invisible String. I don't know what, what she's talking about to be honest. Okay. I just really like the song.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah, she has the pension to, to yeah, 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 correct, sing about correct, about ex boyfriends yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah correct, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, man. But what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I, guess a lot of people have watched your CNA, your your CNA uh show recently, like, right? Mm. Uh, but I think uh, just I think one of our regular listeners, Jungle Jimbo, also pointed out there's another CNA uh web only series that that uh that is uh, also features one of our our friends and, and, and collaborators, Rishi Budrani. It's a CNA mm. Insider series on the red dot where he he takes up uh, three jobs that uh, Singaporeans wouldn't typically take up. La. So mm. it's it's a pretty interesting series. I, I've only watched one video, but uh, I, I thought I would just skim through that video, but I ended up watching the whole thing and I thought it was pretty funny. La. Uh, it's oh, actually the cool. CNA Insider video about what does it take to be a debt collector? So mm. I think the series is called Just Don't Tell Mum because the idea is don't tell your mum that, that you're, you're doing this job. La. So it, showed, it mm. features Rishi Budrani. You know those debt collectors that have been going around uh, collecting debt from the nice owner uh, from Lim Tien's, office, Lim Tien's office and all? Those that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that collecting company. Yeah, so Rishi spends, I think, a couple of days with them. To, to understand what it means what, what it means to be a debt collector in Singapore and and he actually even accompanies them on one of their one of their visits la, to a oh, really, debtor. Yeah. yeah. And he has to be the guy to talk to the debtor and all la. So oh. it's actually quite interesting. Uh because I've always I've always thought oh that those debt collector guys will be they be, probably have a very interesting perspective on on, on, on uh life. Uh, mm. But yeah to see it as a done as a short I mean it's a like twenty three minute uh program uh, featuring Rishi. I it's quite it's quite meaningful. So
0: yeah, do do oh, check okay. that out. La. Yeah. If you uh, Ooh, but man. only
1: after you're done watching Haresh mm. on his on his series, la, right? Oh
0: yeah, yeah. If yeah. you fucking watch Rishi before me, uh, <laughs> I will be very disappointed. you you talking about me or you're talking about, you about, you're talking about the
1: audience? One. Anyone in the audience,
0: uh, yeah, you I know la, you'll watch Rishi before me, like la, <laughs> confirm um, but for the audience, you know like you have to choose one Cindy. It yeah, just so happens that me and Rishi are both Cindy's we're probably like the Few Cindy's in, in entertainment. Mm. So yeah, Rishi or me? Yeah. That's the question you should ask yourself. Yeah.
1: Rishi or Harish? Yeah. Yeah. For, Rishi or yeah. Haresh. For, for those who don't have that the skin in the game for that for that conflict, you know I think both are <laughs> both both are worth watching. Just
0: just yeah. You know, take 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 your time to just go through them though. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool, cool, cool. All right. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody.